Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, Blog Talk listeners. Tom Hayes in Boston, Massachusetts, waiting for the undescribable, indescribable. Sometimes you know just blow uh, your this, mind. A little soundtrack from yeah. our great Joker Shack. Sometimes you don't know what to do. Magical, and you, you know, we talk about the vibration when I get in those uh, 
those places where I see the manifestation of the things, and it's it is that magical mystery tour, and I just find myself, you know, buzzing to the point of either laughter or tears because of the joy, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's our passion, uh, all of us who are trying to let people get there, try to show them the way, try to explain the way. Yeah, and you and do it being. so masterfully. Yeah. I just listened to your uh, meditations, beautiful. You have <laughs> your voice is uh, just so electric and so so much energy. I mean, even through a recording, uh, I could just feel the vibes just uh, resonating and uh, just responding in that way. By the way, we may have some people who are listening and would love to call in. So our call in number six four six nine two nine. Two four five one six four six nine two nine two four five one. Of course, in the United States, and these are also podcasts that get archived forever. So we can, we'll be out there in the universe uh, sharing these things. Can I tell you what spurred the um, the overture to you for this one? Absolutely, please do. <clears throat> well, are you a fan of Downton Abbey? Well, I've seen um, a few episodes, but I do like those period dramas, yes. Yeah, well, the uh, I, I've been a, f- a fan for six years and seen all the episodes, and it, it just ended. And Julian Fellows is an amazing, amazing storyteller. He's brilliant. And I found out, you know, we've been talking about story the last couple of uh, podcasts we've done, and... By using the the story model to our lives, that you know, it gives it recently has given me so much more understanding of the of the path, like we said about the journey, our own inner journeys. And uh, he, the the heroine Mary, uh, is in the last couple of episodes, is torn between the choice to surrender her heart or to stay. Aloof, stay distant. She meets a, a, a guy she's in love with, but the problem is he's a race car driver. Is the first problem, and her first husband, Matthew, died in a car crash. So she says to um, her mentor, in this case, uh, the gadfly, is uh, the chauffeur who married into the Irish chauffeur who married into the family, and he uh, uh, married her sister, who eventually died. So they both suffered the loss of the sister. So she says, I don't want to be hurt again. And, uh, again, Julian Fellows through uh, Tom says, that's life. (laughs) You know, (laughs) life is no guarantees that we won't be hurt. And so he kind of breaks that down. But then she retreats to the argument, well, he was born well, but he doesn't have our status, nor does he make sufficient money. So it won't be, and she's trying to rationalize. She's using her brain to put up walls so to protect herself and not go. And so the story unfolds, and she gets a lecture from him again as well as her sister, and she starts to, <clears throat> they confront her face-to-face, and she starts to break down. Well, the the best moment, <laughs> Maggie Smith, as you know, is the grandmama. And... Yeah. Uh, Maggie Smith gets called back to um, to England, and and Thomas has just the, the chauffeur has requested her to save Mary and not let her blow this opportunity. So she shows up in Mary's room, and Mary apologizes, and Maggie Smith says, "Well, you know, I did have to come straight from Southampton, but I'm here for a good reason." And she says, what's up? And she says, oh, Granny, he's a great guy, but he's not of our status, nor does he have the money. And she says, well, nobody cares more about status or money than I. And then she stands up, and she gets face-to-face, heart-to-heart with Mary. and says, but when love comes along, you can throw all that out the window. (laughs) (laughs) And she says... Name any great man, woman in history who didn't have an element of love. And she said, uh, he loves you, you love him, what's the problem? She said, I hope you don't miss this opportunity. Of course, Mary breaks down, she's connected with her heart. And then in looking at this, I'm seeing 
what I see around here, I live in a very gentrified part of Boston, Massachusetts, and the neighborhood has changed from what used to be a traditional neighborhood of families and children, etc. And now it's occupied by millennials, uh, yuppies, people who really just work, uh, sleep here, and then they spend eight to ten hours a day at least in the workplace somewhere down a couple of miles from here. And what you have is a bunch of, on the outward appearance, is a bunch of Marys. <laughs> you have a lot of single women <laughs> yeah. who put headphones in and jog and have trained their eyes not to make any contact at all with you. In fact, you may even be bumped up, whatever, and they will just keep running. You don't exist, in other words. And there's no connection. There's no attempted connection. This is simply a dormitory for their uh, life work and it, it's very hard because you you know as humans we want contact we want connection you just want acknowledgement some once in a while that hey i'm here hello <laughs> you can smile you can wave and then i looked at in this epiphany of watching mary i started to look at these beings as beings with extreme walls don't let i'm not going to let you in I'm not going to extend myself, nor am I going to come out. I'm going to keep this wall. And I realized, it, it hit me, I said, at least where I am, but I, I've talked to other people in other podcasts, America is heartbroken. America is living in the head. And it's the primary motivation on the top of everybody's minds, especially that we're seeing here in politics, is money. And that all of our problems are either in Mexico or in China uh, or in ISIS. But we have nothing. <laughs> we have nothing wrong with us. <laughs> <laughs> and if we can just fix these ex external, um, you know, uh, tests, we'll be okay here. And I, so that's my epiphany, and that's why I reached out to you, and I wanted to get your take on it. Well, you're absolutely right. You know, people like Mary, who don't want to be vulnerable, meaning they don't want to feel, they will stay in their head and just be as miserable as sin. And what will happen, uh, Thomas, they will create from their head, because we are creators, whether we're in our heart or our head, but from our head, we create without love. So we create chaos, misery, and coldness, and evil, cruelty. It all comes from that space in the head, because the creative force is in every part of us, you know, and we have that spark in, in, that follows every thought and creates by itself. But yeah, coming to um, Mary and two people who live in their head, they are scared stiff. Oh, <laughs> it is fear. Oh, you know, when I stopped... To the, to the point where their legs will shake if they have to open their feelings and, you know, be exposed in inverted commas for their softness and their vulnerability. But the key to their salvation is, come on, let's feel this. Feel how you feel within yourself. Express it to yourself and connect within yourself to your feelings. And once you've done that a couple of times, you know, rinse and repeat, you will find that that step out into connecting with a person outside of you gets that little bit easier. And as you say, it's rife in America with your um, political campaigns going on right now. So you could summarize Trump, the essence of Trump and his belief system and the people that follow him carry that belief system within them. You can look at Clinton and the people that follow her are going to have the essence of her belief system because they are in that stream of consciousness together. And then you've got Bernie Sanders. You know, lovely, lovely man with his principles. And you've got those that are following him and supporting him. So you've got these three categories of um, and levels of consciousness that are all quite different, but they are all 
powerful in their own right. And I'm interested to see what the American people are going to choose because who they choose is going to be the essence of the consciousness of America that plays out for the rest of the world. So um, I hope that makes sense. But going back totally, to Totally. I am in total alignment yeah. with that. And that's what I, you know, I, I, I touch on some of them. We'll, you know, this is a gateway to some of the more... Uh, spiritual principles that we talk about in the teachings and way of teaching and coaching and and uh, trying to bring people to a space of better vibration is I'm trying to say to people that this is extremely significant because Trump in all his popularity is a manifestation of exactly what you said America feels heartbroken they have been lied to they have been uh, they've been all the trust that they gave in all the politicians previously. So they're angry. They, they've, they feel that they've been misled, that uh, disappointed, and everything is primarily in the head. It's, it's about money. It's about um, uh, fear. Uh, it's about protecting ourselves. And with this epiphany that Julian Fellows brilliantly, I mean, when I heard Mary's words, and he's a British writer, but he could have well written that for what I hear almost all the time from uh, American, especially both sides, but especially women. I don't want to take the chance. I don't want to be hurt. Uh, you know, what's his income level? It doesn't, it's no more about I met a guy and he knocked me off my feet. And boy, what a what a punch to the chest! I mean, what my heart just resonated, and it, it's not about that anymore. It's about you know how are we going to set up the house? Who's going to have what bank accounts? <laughs> are we going to have a prenup? <laughs> are we going? To, and and the, yeah. and the ways to meet people now with Match dot com. It's all about the the, um, the 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 brain stuff. It's all about quantifying rather than feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And so I. I I went from you know this was my epiphany. I went from seeing these beings, and I I have to tell you I drove for Uber for a while, and I would ask as soon as one of these beings got in the car, I could tell immediately if they were from Boston or they were from outside. And a lot of the women who got in the car from outside Boston were very pleasant. They had a heart. They talked. They weren't afraid to speak. And I would immediately identify them. And one of them, I said, what do you think of the women in Boston? And the gal from South Carolina summed it up. She said, these women think cold is cool. And Mm -hmm. that's coming from a woman. And so I went from looking at them and reacted to them as cold beings to understanding through Mary, they're heartbroken. They're trying their best to protect that heart, to be cold to not let yeah. anybody in. And as a result, they're not objects to be to react to in an angry way or to give them back, but to see them as suffering. Yeah, absolutely, as suffering. But unless they open even that little chink, you know, we can't get in, people like you and me, to connect with them. So all you can do, sadly, is watch them until they reach out just a little tiny chink and then we can get in there with our words and our comfort and so on. And that is why it's so important when you're in the coffee shop, the bus stop, at the taxi rank, to smile at people. And even that is going to start breaking them down. And especially what I do, wherever I am, as you know, I've just been to Africa and I went about on the bus and everywhere, I would look people straight in the eye and I could see that they resonated with me even though they didn't respond verbally or in any other way or even with a smile, but I knew my eyes had touched them. And even if we do things like that, wherever we go, we're going to bring chinks into the armor of these people. It is our job It is our job to love and support wherever we go in in the the way that I've said, and they will know, they will resonate with that. And then, 
eventually we'll be talking to people just a few words a few sentences wherever we are in the park and so on and these people will start to break down and they will realize my goodness me there is a better way it will be seemingly slow but we can do it and you know when you said that the american people are heartbroken they've lost their trust and they've misled but they have to look inside and say to themselves, where have I mistrusted my own intuition? Where have I led myself? So that in the end, all I'm doing is looking outside of myself to another person or a political party or to the doctor or whatever to, to guide me and show me the way home. And as you and I both know, the way home is to take action absolute 100% responsibility for the fact that we are heartbroken, which by the way is a myth because we can't break our hearts. We just cannot. Our heart cannot be broken. And <laughs> and, and the, the trust, you know, where don't we trust ourselves? And this word trust to me, we need to wipe it out of our vocabulary and put the word discernment there. Where am I not discerning? Where have I not been able to discern where, you know, I am at in my own life with my own inner guidance and where can't I discern if that person is being deceitful to me? What's happened to me to lose that connection inside myself? Because discernment is a quality of the spirit. Humans can't get discernment. So they say, well, I'm going to try and trust you, you know. So they're they're projecting it out all the time, and so humanity. Yeah. Yeah, I I I totally agree. I think uh, I look at people. Uh, I hear it all the time. Well, they say you trust. Da 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 da. Well, sometimes yeah. sometimes. Uh, I, you know, if I am betrayed, I never, <laughs> I, it, it's really, I mean, it's not a thing to hop on or to say, it's, it's just, oh, okay, you know, maybe I was wrong in this case, but that, I don't blame the individual, I, it's shame on me for making yeah. that error. Yeah, well, not even shame, really. It's okay, so I didn't get it quite right this time, but I'm going to keep going inward and open up to my spirit more and more, and one day I'm going to get you know, my level of discernment spot on all the time. But that takes time. You know, We're coming from somebody like Mary, bless her heart, so hurt, so, so disconnected almost from her feelings that um, she, there's no way that Mary... At that, you know, at that time in that um, place in the program, would have opened up to what did you say? The chap who was a racing driver, because she hadn't. Her grief was too much. But you know, in that age, I don't know what century that was in. Is it the turn of the nineteenth, the twentieth century? That program. Yeah, yeah, it was the nineteen thirty. Yeah. So by the time it ended, uh, 20, yeah. late twenties. By yeah, the time it we ended, we have to take yeah. into. We have, we have to take into account, Thomas, that the level of the global consciousness and the consciousness that was available to the people that we're being born isn't as it is now. Uh, you know, and although you're telling me that people in America where you live, you know, are exactly the same, you know, cold and unfeeling, numbed down people, there are also a hell of a lot of us that are, you know, conscious of the love and what's going on in the world but yeah that's they need to reach out to themselves and you know life which is god will bring them to have to reach out at some stage in their life so you know for me i i have great faith in that that everyone on the planet is given the opportunity to open up and to be kind to themselves and then to each other. I've got utter faith in that, Thomas, especially now as, um, you know, the earth is going through the photon belt and it's coming to crisis points that, you know, flooding onto the planet uh, because we're going through the, the photon belt, the light is going to wake everybody up. 
So the first waivers that we are called, like yourself and like me, who have done the work and we are in place to help these younger youngsters, you know, I'm talking about 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, they're young to me, <laughs> coming, up, coming up just one step behind us, we're ready to step in and help them because we've gotten over our embarrassment, we've gotten over our self-absorbed ways, and we're in place, Thomas, to share our love to open people up, first of all, to break them down, you know, and then build them up. I mean, isn't that the way of the spirit, you know, spot on? But yeah, yeah, yeah. and good old Maggie Smith. I do love a bit of Maggie Smith. Oh, she's just so, so so (laughs) brilliant. She reminds me of me, actually. (laughs) So brilliant. Yeah. And as you say, Julian Fellows, I watched a program about him just um, just last week, and uh, he's a lovely man, humble man. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah think, that's, that's where the world's at. Well, you know, and again, the, the, the power of story. I mean, we can talk about all these things. In fact, I read somebody wrote yesterday, don't tell me, tell me a story. And, um, yeah. And, and, you know, we all resonate with stories. You know, story is... You know, <laughs> we're in a story. Well, we are. And we are our story, and we're. we're are, that's all we story. are is our story, and yeah. uh, you know, story and a game. I mean, everything in life is a story or a game, and when you start yeah. to have that perception, that you know, that epiphany, you it all for me it has made a. You know, we all need operating systems, and when. You know, we we talk about, you and I have talked about the law of attraction, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I used that as an operating system for a long time. And then when I I, I had a big epiphany, I didn't get what I wanted. In fact, the opposite happened. I started to look at uh, other operating systems. And it led me to the point of, and we've discussed this, of letting go. And that became way more powerful than trying to, uh, what I call trick the universe. If I say this or I think this way, I'm going to trick the universe into giving me what I want, not necessarily mm-hmm. what is in my master plan or, yeah, what, or what my higher yeah. self knows is my plan. So yeah. and I think that's what we see when people you know, set as goals, the, the Mercedes or the, the house on the beach or whatever. And if that, doesn't, if that comes from the brain as opposed to the gut and intuition and the heart, uh, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, those, those people that create that kind of, you know, mater- simply a materialistic life, because there's nothing wrong with the house on the beach and the Mercedes, but if you're creating that from your mind, which is um, essentially you're creating it, not from love, you're creating it without love, you're creating it from your mind, that is going to collapse at some stage. And that's why you get a lot of uh, rich people, you know, financially rich people, uh, losing everything and so on because they've created it from the wrong space within themselves. And as we look back over the last 26,000 years, we can see that that's what humanity has done collectively. I mean, we've created the perfect disease because everything we create is perfection, because that's what life is. Life is perfect. But we've created perfect disease, perfect wars, perfect terror, perfect lack. Can you see what I'm saying? Oh, totally. That is, that is a male, uh, that's the polarity of male and female, which is nothing to do with gender whatsoever. You know, humanity's even messed that up. Every time we mention male or female, sex will come into it somewhere, you know. But the male and female polarities mean um, positive and negative. Positive gives, negative receives. And when we create something, we have to have those two polarities in perfect balance. And the reason for that is so that we can uncreate something when we are done with it. And we can collapse timelines because we are done with that game, that experience, that experiment. 
but because we got way out of balance by living only from the mind and the male energies predominantly, we no longer could uncreate the perfect disease, the perfect wars, the perfect mayhem. But now, as the Dalai Lama graciously told us, the Western woman will save the world. And what essentially that means is that the feminine polarity is coming into play big time. So we are now, you know, in my work, I am showing people how to collapse what they created up until, you know, 2016 and collapsing those timelines and completing them and being done with them. And that is a process that, you know, I take my clients through. And, you know, the part of the process is that they have to recall all of their energy from all of the people and places they've left it with. So, for example, if you've been married and you hate the person, that hate is your energy. But as you aim it intensely at, you know, your partner, that's going to be lodged in their auric field. And the one that has put it there has to recall it back to them because it is their consciousness. You can't just let all of that go because it's consciousness. And likewise, what people who, like for example, put over me, I return it back to them. And that is part of my spiritual practice because my body still walks about in 3D in that soup, that cauldron of soup, you know, Um, But now, because I've cleared my stuff, my timelines, and I've cleared my astral body, which is where thoughts and emotions play out, I can now do that extremely quickly. You know, even as it's happening, I'm returning that energy. And that is part of the spiritual practice that a lot of people don't understand that they have to do as a daily practice. They have to keep rinsing and repeating that. And you can't do it successfully until you've broken down the bulk of that heavy, dense energy, you know, emotions and thoughts. And that takes a while. But when you're doing it with a mentor who can see clearly your energy, can see clearly your thoughts and emotions and trace them back to the very person or the, the lifetime, you know, it's either ancestral or a soul lineage, but it still involves people, then it's the fast track. That is the fast track to work with a mentor, somebody that can see energy, because it's no good going to the old paradigm counsellors and coaches, <laughs> and there's no disrespect to them, but they're just raking up all the old stuff, you know, and the person goes every week, rakes it all up, goes home, has a bath in um, bicarbonate of soda and thinks job done, <laughs> but it's nonsense, absolute nonsense, you know, so, oh, that's my passion, my passion is to bring this to people, and, you know, within just a few short sessions, maybe five or six six sessions it's nearly all done and when you get um you know you're into it and you understand what's going on and you've opened up your psychic abilities because this is another thing that is happening more and more to people they don't understand what the psychic side of their energy system is you know your psyche is of the soul it's your thoughts and your emotions you know and our mental homes are full of these people that are misunderstood because, you know, the, the, the healer or the therapist or the chaplain in charge doesn't see energy. And these poor souls are just dosed up with pills and, you know, it, it's... Thomas, is not funny. It is funny because from my own personal experience, I remember, you know, buying into the counselor thing and within months I would wake up and they would be taking notes from my my teachings, my learnings, and my discoveries, and say, would you repeat that? And they would start to, and I realized <laughs> I was teaching, I was leaving a You're session, them, giving, yeah, giving yeah. them more than they were giving me. <laughs> yeah, 
I get it, Thomas. I really do. The psychiatrists need psychiatrists themselves. That's why they're a psychiatrist. But well, they're in trouble. They, they, they go into the field because they're hurting themselves. They're in, yeah, they're in trouble, and then they think, oh, I can earn a lot of money doing this. <laughs> that's, that's the truth of it. That is the truth of it. But, um, I, uh, do you want to hear the good news? I remember saying I was getting, you know, I'm so my my divorce, and I was in pain, and I'm trying to figure out why I can't stay anymore, and you know, obligation, and all of the mental, you know, the the top heavy, uh, you know, trying to stay out of guilt or obligation or whatever and but yet my my soul my heart wants to be free it knows it has to go and everybody's talking me and so they i would hear continually from the council as well you know it takes two (laughs) it's not just you know and and i said you know you're right it, it it isn't just one person however i finally said one day when i finally broke that i said Let's clarify that. I said it makes two to make it work. It takes one to mess it up. I said once one is no longer involved, once one has left, two can't make it. (laughs) (laughs) And the pens would come out. Would you repeat that, please? And then you hand them a bill on the way out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and once I saw that happen, I said, "I am out yeah. of here." Um, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And you know, one of the things I want to touch on too, you and I go back and forth on this, is you're right. I think I have by learning the, the things that the methods that I've learned along the way with being quiet and being still, being the observer being quiet, watching what's happening in your life, you know, and going from the, as you say, you point out the male, um, you know, uh, uh, position of conquering, you know, going out, being the uh, the sole agent of your destiny uh, to understanding, hey, wait a minute, uh, I might not be totally in control here. <laughs> Yeah. And then you get your setbacks and you say, ooh, that didn't work the way that uh, the formula said it would. And so I saw that part of my life where everything went. And Mm -hmm. I started to just get quiet about it and observe. At first I wasn't. I was very upset and um, pretty depressed about it. But then the epiphany came, I said, wait a minute, this stuff is going as easily as it came. And there's a reason. When I looked at it, I said, it's no longer necessary, the things that are leaving my life. In fact, they were a drain. They were a burden. They were heavy. And I could see it as a clearing for the next wave. Mm -hmm. And I think what... um, Because... If we use the model of the story in the, uh, especially the story in the game, you know, I, I love Alan Watts. He, he came to me in my early 20s, and he's been bounces in and out of my life through YouTube, et cetera, now. It's so brilliant that you can still access his genius. And, um, you know, he, he says, you know, game is a, uh, is a game, life is a game of hide-and-seek. It's the Godhead playing hide-and-seek. He mm-hmm. says, in all your life, you're going to play hide-and-seek. Um, you know, it, it, you come here and disguise thinking that this is uh, real and permanent and that you are an, a limited being when all along you're God. And yeah, then you get absolutely. glimpses of your mm-hmm. uh, godness. And then mm-hmm. they go away, and so we continue to play that game. But the story component, recently, and i just written a novel, and to do that I, had to, I read a few books. Books came to me, and one of them, the in order to build a plot the the author was saying in order to build a great character you have to heap adversity on the character in huge amounts and doses in very rapid time in order to make that character heroic and so for the first time in my life instead of looking at adversity and loss as as liabilities as as negative things 
they are the the essence of what creates a fantastic story. Yeah. And we're not going to go yeah. through life without it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, even in your novel, you know, adversity strengthens us. And in the bigger picture of our spirituality, by coming to the earth and being human and having human DNA, we are on the cutting edge of creation. There is no other planet in our galaxy that has the intense emotions that we experience here. Now, when we've conquered, if you like, those emotions, which are like a tsunami, Thomas, as you know, they're like a tsunami running through us. Now, when we've conquered the tempest of our soul, if you like, we are such powerful, powerful beings. And the synergy between the spirit the God and the human self begins to flow beautifully. And so God has expanded himself through his creation of the human being. And then we all become more than the sum total of our parts. And that's how galaxies expand and evolve. And that is the glory of it. It is just mind-blowing and magnificent, you know, what we are actually accomplishing. And we're not going to realize that until we're, we're through these next five to ten years, this window of recreating our story and realizing just how powerful we have been and how much more powerful we have come by overcoming these adversities, which is powerful, powerful consciousness. So we are the cutting edge of God because we're here in the flesh, in this density. And you know what, Thomas? Every one of us survives it and overcomes it and merges with the Godhead again, that we are still individuals. You know, yeah. isn't that the grandest story of all? And we're in it. <laughs> we're actually in it. The grandest story of all. So, you know, even in the depths of my despair, and I've been desolate and filled with despair, as you know, but I shut down that story like you. I shut it down thinking, I don't need this. Something greater than me helped my human self through that and it there wasn't you outside of me. And well, there's where we resonate, you know. And yeah. I think, you know, part of uh, part of my mission, you know, is to, uh, you know, I, I know many spiritual uh, leaders or teachers or mentors mean well, as do <laughs> counselor, psychiatrist, whatever. They mean they well. They do. Their intention is good, but that's not good enough anymore because <laughs> it's leading us down the garden path. And then and, it takes years to straighten all that mess out. You know, and now you know? that I've... Yeah, and now that my personal journey has broken me through a lot of the things that I used to... It was fun, kind of fun to watch Wayne Dyer in his teachings. You know, he... Uh, was so sure of his, himself in the early days in what he was saying. And then he evolved. <laughs> he started to throw. He was like a, that uh, caterpillar throwing, or that snake throwing off its skin. And, yeah. you know, and it, I saw a, a recent video. He's, he's uh, a, you know, it was a year or two before he died, and he's saying he found a book. I think it was The Impersonal uh, Life or, or Me. And it was Elvis's favorite book, and it was written by a Lutheran, minister and at first he didn't even take credit for it he did it he wrote it and put anonymous because he channeled it and it was all about what we're talking about understanding that we're really just carrying god inside us and um he said all this time i thought it was me (laughs) 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 he says i thought it was me all these years i thought i was doing it all (laughs) and then he started to realize he says he says, I can't even stop my fingernails from growing. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly 
And, uh, uh, it's amazing, isn't it? It's like, you know, with, with uh, uh, Jesus saying, you know, the truth will set you free. And, and of course it does, but it pisses us off first, doesn't it? <laughs> of course. It's incredible. Of course. You I mean, I'm not so doing this, yeah. you know? And, and I, know uh, I think yeah. I, I love exposing, you know, and again, they, a lot of people mean well, but they, they just take people down, you know, the, they set them down the wrong path for a while. But then, you know, that's the individual's choice. They have to come out yeah. of that. But it's it's good to, to challenge them. And one of the things that I, you know, I see all the time is, uh, especially with in the spiritual people who are on their spiritual, oh, you know, just accept that this is the way life is. <laughs> Don't say anything. Why can't you just accept it? Well, you know, if, if uh, Gandhi and Martin Luther King and um, Mandela and people of that caliber and Jesus had just accepted, we wouldn't have the world we do today. And so there does, you know, come a time when the hero has to speak out and say, this is yeah. not right. This is yeah. not right, and I, I, and I find that you know I get into a lot of um, resistance about that because because I do speak out, and I think we are at a point. This is the beauty of these podcasts. We're going across the ocean and we're saying to the world, "Hey, there's more than this. You know, it isn't just ISIS. It isn't just the Mexicans. It isn't just China. <laughs> you might want to take a look inside and see. Take care of your own house." Exactly. And, uh, you know, um, we, we all live in our own small corner, don't we, really? You know, and to be honest, what is going on in the world, you know, with the um, American elections, what's going on in China, Turkey, and Syria, and so on, it doesn't actually touch my life, not Hazel's life in her small corner of the world. But I make it my awareness to speak out and to hold all of these people in my heart. And that's what we can do. We hold situations in our pure heart, our essence, so that the light that flows through us can really do its work through the ethers. And so we must be aware of what's going on. We can't, you know, even though I'm in locally in my small corner, I've got to think globally because I'm a part of this system that we call the world. And if we shy away from that, then where's our humanity? Where is it? That's the problem, isn't it, with most people? They've lost their humanity. And love kept inside of ourselves. When people see what's going on, and they keep that love and their, you know, and they don't express that love through their actions, they are as guilty. They are as guilty as the ones who are unaware, we must express our love. And that opens the door to change. The creative force changes. Love opens the door for that light, that, that beautiful, beautiful energy, that level of consciousness that touches people. And we can do that through the ether, you know, and we must exactly. be aware. And, 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 and... You're right, even though, I mean, I remember re- reading something about, they asked an Indian guru, you know, what, a, what about, you know, all of the wars, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And he said, what war? <laughs> there is no war. I'm, there's no war. I'm here. There's no war. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It's not in exactly, my life. Yeah. And, uh, That's what I mean, locally. It's not in my life, but it's still Right, exactly, but we can be aware of it. We can speak out and, you know, wish the best and, and send our love. One of the things you, I, I do want to talk about, you said we've lost our humanity. And what I see, and again, through let's talk about Julian Fellows and what I see coming from um, Europe, and and through the art, through the films, through the, there's much more romance. There's much more um, stories about the heart than we see in America. And what America has not only lost a lot of humanity, it has certainly lost a lot of femininity. Without yes, a doubt, yes. it has yes. lost you, femininity, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. tragic because. Yes. What happened, what a couple of individuals did was dupe the American female into thinking 
the strength is in the male side, and it's not. All you have to do is pick up the Tao and read two pages, and you understand that the soft will overcome the hard. And mm-hmm. what they misled, they, they used the carrot and the stick, and they said, oh, no, toughness, mm-hmm. you know, and sensitivity, you know, drive, mm-hmm. achievement, those mm-hmm. are the, that's your strength, not nurturing, not loving, those, those don't count. And what mm-hmm. we've seen, as far as I'm concerned in America, is tragic. And, 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 and I'm not going to direct it. I, I've had a big metamorphosis in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to say, okay, who's talking about the children? Are any of the politicians talking about the children? Are any of the politicians talking about education? Are any of the po- politicians talking about health? Are any of the po- politicians talking about lifestyle and happiness in a better way? No. There's none, no concern for that. Why? You know, and that to me is the tragedy, is that we seem to be just accepting the system the way it is and just perpetuating more. Oops, we lost, we lost you. Oh, that's too bad. Um, she may call back, but isn't she just brilliant? <laughs> I keep teasing Hazel, if you can hear me, I don't know. Um, that someday we'll just we'll have to know Nike and, and uh, pick out the furniture. <laughs> She's such a love. Well, listen, I'm going to uh, wrap it up. I hope those of you who stayed with us this long enjoyed because she is such a, a joy and so wise and so loving. Uh, check her out. Uh, it's Hazel Moore, H-A-Z-E-L-M-O-O-R-E, and you can be connected to her, her website, and her teachings and her and she spoke today about her coaching and uh i went through that coaching and it is absolutely brilliant i did resonate did found some major blocks and moved uh, that much more forward so there it is thank you so much for joining us and uh if i can find nat king cole again we can go out in style bless you all have a beautiful day L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.